This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This fantasy football top 10 receivers edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. We're also brought to you by Circus Sports. The Circa Million and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contests are back. Play today for your share of 14 million in guaranteed prizes. You won't want to miss out. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit circusports.com for details. To the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Oh, well, it's it's still fantasy season. Yes, Top 10 it is. list, baby. Let's go. Receivers, first the pa- first the passers, yes. then the runners, then the the tight end catchers, and now the finesse catchers. Yeah, we're uh, breaking down our top 10 fantasy football receivers. Of course, make sure you check out the quarterbacks edition. Running back edition, tight end edition, plenty of hot takes so far from Kramer and myself. Kramer, what do you think has been the hottest take so far? Tune into the tight end episode. Oh wow, okay. I'd say that's the hottest one. Which will? Oh really? Oh, I don't want to spoil it. Just tune into the <laughs> tight end episode. It's Sean gives out his tight end strategy, as do I. Mm. Teaser: Mine's doing squats. Sean's is not. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, 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 uh, well, hot yoga, hot yoga works for everything. Ryan hot yoga works for everything. Tighten things up. Yeah. Looking forward to getting into the receivers. Of course we were doing full point uh, PPR. I know there's always the debate full point, half point PPR. Which should you go with? We are a full point PPR program. Yeah, of course. Listen to that sound. Listen to those trumpets Blair. Of course, football season is here. NFL this summer. Is here and uh, if you're, it, most summers you're sweating, right? Sweating pretty hardcore. Not in your bird dog shorts. Love my bird dog shorts. Literally wear them every day. These are shorts you're never gonna want to take off. They feel so goddamn comfortable. Love the bird dogs. I, I mean, again, the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. Are you kidding me? You keep keep it cool and dry all day long. Hey. Drafting in the summer, working out in the summer. I'm gonna be running some three cone drills, getting ready to lock down Des Bryant at the Fantasy Football Expo in August. You know I'm gonna be rocking my bird dog shorts there. Gonna be rocking them everywhere I go this summer. Love it. And if you use our link, you get a free Yeti style tumbler. All you gotta do is head over to birddogs.com slash pool. Use that promo code pool, birddogs.com slash pool. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. 
And of course, Kramer, uh, starting at one because the the spicier takes seem to happen as you go down yeah, the we list. S- we solve the problem. Yes. Uh, first, for me, again, let's get the chalk out of the way. I tried. I sat here. I crunched numbers. I was burning the midnight oils, thinking, how could I be different? How could I come up with a way not to have Justin Jefferson as my number one fantasy football receiver? Couldn't do it. Uh, obviously, he's number one. He actually ran cold on touchdowns. I think he's going to have a lot more than he did last year. And surprisingly, if you look at uh, Adam Thielen, actually had a decent amount of red zone uh, touches uh, and targets there. I think some of that goes to TJ Hawkinson. Some of that certainly goes to Justin Jefferson. But Justin Jefferson, just if you look at any sort of the advanced metrics, should have scored way more touchdowns last year. He still scored eight, but it should be. I, I mean, I got him. You know, as good pa- for like twelve touchdowns. As Packers Twitter's pointing out, Christian Watson has a, a ten touchdown season. Justin Jefferson does not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's the argument. You can't. How do how do you argue against a guy that seems to have positive regression coming and still had a monster year? Yeah, uh, the only Play person. In the dome. Yeah, the only person who beat him out uh, on a point per game basis was Cooper Cup. And you know, number one wide receiver in total points, number one in average for qualifiers. If you look at the spray chart that I've been using in terms of boom bust, I'm spraying all over the board. <laughs> I, I will say Justin Jefferson four disgusting act. four games of sub ten points, so some bust uh, games in there. But even more one impressive, of those the Eagles. Even more impressive to see that they were uh, he was able to put up such gaudy numbers. In the other games, knowing that did not get a ton of touchdown help, did have a rushing touchdown worth noting. But uh, yeah, I mean Justin Jefferson, I think has to be number one. You're only gonna get him if someone decides to get cute, unless you have the first pick. So you know, unless you're completely out on a, a young uh, receiver who looks like he's you know has a bright future, plays in a uh, I'll say he's in a dome does play in the North division, but plays in a dome uh, generally favorable game tempo stuff because of the defense. Although we, we mentioned the Brian defense Flores effect and, could and, get better. And maybe that's where he doesn't get to this number one spot is if the defense for Minnesota ends up being uh, way better and they don't have to score as so, much. It's still, it's still tough to imagine a world where he doesn't get, you know, uh, 125, 140 targets, something crazy like that. I would, I would go a step further to say you almost have to play the exercise. You're on the clock. It's the first pick. Do you, do you really yeah, want to take someone I was, else? And I was lowballing the targets. I mean, he had 184 last year. It feels like he's going to get that uh, again this year, right? He had 184, and he had a same thing. Those same four games where he underperformed. It, no, no coincidence, Sean. In those games, he also had his lowest target totals of six, five, five, and five. So that's the even more impressive. If you look at his target chart, he ba- two games of eight targets, those bad games, like I mentioned, everything else is north of 12. So uh, hard to go anywhere else. I think Justin Jefferson is the guy I would take first. Uh, I think you also have to factor in the the lack of an injury history, the lack of any real, uh, every other stud receiver has another concern. Yes. He does not. All right. Number two, number two, what are you doing? Kramer? Tyree kill. Tyree no, kill. no brainer. Uh, wow. you, look at, you look at the advanced metrics, like yards per route run, things like that. He is so far ahead of some of, of, of the field. Uh, if you just look at, at general uh, numbers uh, coming out of the gate weeks, one through nine, he led the league in targets with a hundred uh, 
Cooper Cup, who was having a great start to the season before his injury, was only at 93. To put that in perspective, he did. He had the season he had, which fin- had him finish number two overall in fantasy points, number three on a per game basis, with a collection of Tua, concussed Tua, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and a guy named Skyler. <laughs> I was I, so I have, close to making him number one. I have, I have, I have a uh, Tyree kill three. Okay. I, again, obviously it, it's tough to, it's tough to really build a case against him. He, some of those games with Tua and the deep ball that feels a bit outliery. I, I, I think they're going to be able to do a lot of that again, but I, I don't know if he'll quite be able to hit some of those like crazy yards for catch and stuff that he had going. I do have Cooper cup at two. I mean, Again, I keep coming back to this. The Rams, the defense isn't that great. Uh, you have Cooper Cup fully healthy. You have Stafford fully healthy. There's a chance they they've improved the line here a little bit. Cooper Cup was on pace for 153 catches last year, which is insane. So even if he gets somewhat close to that, what if he gets 150 catches? He's but Sean, number one by a mile. That pace you just cited. Yes, Tyreek Hill was ahead of him on the target pace. So. I think you can make the argument both ways. I have cup uh, number three uh, as I, yeah, I mean, I just think people forgot about him. He only had that one bus performance when he got hurt. So you could argue yeah. he had zero bus performances consistency worth noting Tyree kill only had two, which is less than Justin Jefferson uh, and, but a little bit more of that spike. And, and so he actually had a lot more games in that kind of 13 to 18 point range versus having the Justin Jefferson, yeah, like 30 I, I points, just, 30 I think points. the tiebreaker for me was that the Rams, I think are going to be having to pass way more. You don't have a guy like Jalen Waddle uh, competing for those passing targets, those catches, everything else. So again, it's close, but uh, I, I'm giving a slight edge to Cooper cup. Yeah. I don't think you, I mean, and, and I think, I think it's not the consensus what we're saying right now. Like we both seem to have pushed Jamar chase down the board a little bit. And so, yeah, I I think these specifically, these three guys make up the very top tier to me because I think they all have the insane ceiling of getting of averaging North of 20 and of collecting, you know, 12 targets a game or something absolutely absurd. Like you said, they could be pacing towards 200 targets. All right. So number four, number four for me is really easy. AJ Brown confirmed. 11 touchdowns, 88 catches, 1,496 yards. Now this is an Eagles team that I think we're in agreement might have to pass more, might be in, uh, you know, is, is going to be probably in more competitive games, playing a first place schedule, going to need to throw the ball downfield. AJ Brown is just a guy who's a, he's a dog. He's unguardable. You saw him dominate in big game situations. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, the he's costing people their jobs. That's how you know he's a good receiver. I, he's he's destroying the Titans as a franchise. Seventeen yards per reception. That Do they play is the Titans amazing. This, this year? No, they don't. Oh, but bad. I mean, he's 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 still motivated. He's still costing people's jobs for that trade. I remember reacting live to it here at the Blue Wire Studio when it all went down, Ryan. I, I, it's just, he's an amazing receiver, uh, 88, yard, 88 receptions career high last year. I think he could get up to a hundred. Give me AJ Brown dog. I would say the, the thing that stands out about him versus some of these other guys we're talking about is the, like the lack of overall boom games. 
a lot of consistent output, a lot of that same kind of 13 to 19 points, whatever you want to call it. Not as many pure ceiling games. Maybe that changes this year to your point. I think part of the reason I tick him down like some of these other guys here is there's another guy that's really good. Yeah. I mean, Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard both for me are keeping him out of the top three. Right. And, and you can kind of say that a little bit with Tyree kill because of waddle, obviously Jefferson and cup to me are on, they're the ones on the Island uh, because of the lack of competition for targets and catches. But AJ Brown at four just feels right. Ryan, I'm getting you. Are you going chase at four? No. Wow. Okay. Devontae Adams. Oh, okay. Uh, Devonte Adams still last year, Derek Carr. I, I don't know how you feel about him. I don't think he's anything spectacular and he more than doubled the boom games of AJ Brown. Uh, meanwhile, he had the same amount of bust games. So four. So we're talking about a guy that I just think slightly higher ceiling, definitely going to demand all the targets out there in Las Vegas. I don't, I don't really know uh, how this works out for him. Another kind of bad quarterback experiment for Devonte Adams, but I, I, with him, I'll always bet on the talent. He's a red zone target as well. Uh, I slightly cute putting him a, a, ahead of chase and Brown probably, and even digs, but uh, pure talent. You know, he's, you could arguably say he's the best receiver in the league from a fantasy perspective. Obviously the downgrade is the quarterback, but game situations, the defense probably not going to be very good or not going to be much better than last year. They could be playing in some shootouts. The division can all score some points. So uh, I'll bet on Devonte Adams one more time. Again, it's all about targets. You talked about uh, Justin Jefferson, his 184 targets last year. Number two in targets last year was Devonte Adams with 180. So uh, target hog kind of has that, that ceiling in terms of uh target uh, percentage with, with cup and, and Jefferson. And uh, so no yeah, Matt Collins either. No Matt Collins this year, <laughs> although Jipo- Myers is in town. Yes. Uh, Mayor, Michael Mayer, again, Austin Hooper. Again, you really have to talk yourself into some of these other targets as being true secondary alphas. So uh, I, I slid Adams up the board a little bit. Uh, I get him a lot at the end of the first round and sometimes even in the second round. So Devonte Adams is my guy. I'm going number five, Jamar chase. I mean, what need, what more can you say about Sorry, Jamar one chase? last thing about yes. Devonte Adams? He, the, the consistent, he was the most consistent player last year with targets. Only one game where he had less than seven targets, one game. That's insane. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, Jamar chase again, I back to back. 87, 81 receiving uh, receptions. And he only, he had 87 catches in only 12 games. So again, if you're projecting him to be fully healthy, which, you know, obviously he dealt with a little bit of injury there, but I don't think that's something he has to worry about this year. If he's healthy for the entire season, I think he gets over a hundred catches. I'm high on burrow. I think he's going to start him and the Bengals offense is going to start, uh, start hot compared to some of their slower uh, starts of previous years. His, um, I mean, again, he's just going to be involved in the offense. I know the FT Higgins, uh, 24 red zone targets last year. And that was again in only, um, what is it? 12 games he played. So again, averaging two red zone targets per game, that's going to be uh, pretty about, sweet. Hey, wait, you said Higgins, you meant chase. I said Jamar chase. Okay. You said something about Higgins. Oh yeah. Competition with T Higgins. Okay. You kind of rolled into your red zone target. So okay. that's why I'm just making sure. Yeah. I, I think chase is also very consistent. He has the same yeah. consistency numbers for the most part. Uh, again, scrap the bills game. He only has one game with less than eight targets 
similar, obviously had some injury concerns. How are you concerns. getting stats on that Bills game, Ryan? Because I was told that game didn't exist. I'm saying if you throw it out, <laughs> he didn't have any targets in that game. Though. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess the knock is that he did sign a big contract. My Maybe knock that, is that yes. I think he has the best number two. Mm. I think T Higgins is the closest. Uh, I think with with Brown and, and Devonta Smith, it's very clear who the yeah. alpha is. And I think with Tyree Kill and Waddle, it's very clear who the alpha is. I think with Jamar Chase and T Higgins, if if Burrow and and Chase don't go to college together, I'm not sure you know who the true alpha is. Also, T Higgins in a contract year. You don't think Joe Burrow wants to help get his boy paid. So I, I did dock uh, Jamar chase a little bit. Again, a little bit of injury too. He was very consistent. He is my number five. He's right in the same tier here. Yeah. I, I got him at five as well. Um, slightly ahead of my number six, who's AJ Brown. You already discussed it. Uh, he finished sixth overall last year. Uh, he finished down the stretch. He was fifth in targets uh, weeks 13 through 17. Like I said before, when you were talking about him, a little bit less of that boom uh, right out of the gate. He had a, a number of fewer target games. He had four games with a sub seven. If you add in the seven target games, it goes all the way up to seven. So a lot less of those complete dominant takeover. That being said, I, I think AJ Brown's a true alpha on this team, and I do Damn think right, right. I, I, I do think they're going to pass more. And so I think having AJ Brown here, having Devonta Smith be someone that rolls off a, a onto a team in the end of the second, third round, that makes sense to me. But yeah, I mean, again, target wise, AJ Brown, you know, last year he had 145. Let's say they they improve, they they pass a little bit more, and he he ticks up five uh, percent, maybe ten. So yeah, I mean, 160. I just think he's that limits his ceiling. So he's number six. Ryan, not only is it fantasy season, but it's also contest sign-up season. Circus Sports is back and better than ever with the Circa Million and Circus Survivor contests. Oh, Kramer, I, I look forward to this every year, coming out to Las Vegas, signing up for the Circus Survivor and the Circa Million contests. Of course, Circa Million, you're picking five teams against the spread for the National Football League. And then Circus Survivor, all you got to do, pick a, pick, a, pick a different winner every week. $8 million up for grabs in Circus Survivor, $6 million for the Circa Million. Uh, they also have quarterly prizes, a booby prize for the worst team. I, imagine a, a year where you're just on fire picking games and you're not – entered in the contest. You don't want to miss out. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit circusports.com for all the details. Kramer, you gave out your six. I, I have Devonte Adams as number six. It's just a Jimmy Garoppolo. Can he support? I mean, the foot thing I think is real. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo supporting a top five fantasy receiver. I don't know. I, I to me, it's just there's a lot of concerns about that Raiders offense, I guess. And I'm just not a Josh McDaniels guy. I understand all the target shares from previous stuff, but I do think Devonte Adams did have a legit connection with Derek Carr. Again, not totally out on Devonte Adams, but you're saying they're college buddies. No, but I mean, again, he had a good rapport they did, they did with play in college together. Yeah. They, he had a good rapport with Aaron Rodgers. He had a good rapport with um, Derek Carr. Cause it's he's not, a pro. Yeah, he's going to have a good rapport with whoever his quarterback, is. Jimmy G, Jimmy and G's going to say, throw me the goddamn ball. I'll make the catch. <laughs> uh, what did he have? Well, again, I like Devonte Adams. I think six is certainly no insult, especially when you consider the, the five guys ahead of him, your angle on his lack of competition, I think is a good one. I'm just slightly down on the offense and quarterback in general. So to me, six feels about right for Devonte Adams. 
I mean, last year he scored all those points in spite of Josh Jacobs having a career year. I, I hear you. I, I just think sometimes it's easy to take a talented guy on a bad team. I mean, we've had D hop in the past. We've had Andre yeah. Johnson in the past. Shout out to my Texans. All right. Number seven. I, I'm, I'm wondering if you've left him off your list uh, just to be extra spicy, but it's Steph Diggs. Yes. He's not on my list. Okay. Ryan breaking news. Stefan Diggs is not on a top 10 fantasy receiver. They, uh, maybe I'm a TMZ fan, Ryan. Yeah, maybe are. I'm falling you for are. days of our league. So are the days of our league. Why did Stefan Diggs decide to not show up at practice? They said it's not football related. Josh Allen loves him. Or does he? If Josh Allen loved him so much, why didn't he play better in Cincinnati? Why do you adjust his contract to make room for D hop? And then they didn't sign Deandre Hopkins. A lot of questions in Buffalo, right? Kind of maybe I, I, maybe an opportunity for something uh, topical, but feels a little bit like the captain of the Titanic is heading into an iceberg. (laughs) AKA Mr. McDermott is losing control of the situation. Again, he's, he's lost a number of assistants. I'm out on him. But when, when things get hard, and things start falling apart, you fall back on what you know. Mm. Squeaky wheel narrative. Steph Diggs is going to get a lot of targets. He had a bad end of the season last year. Uh, he only had 27 targets down the stretch, 13 through 17. Yeah, why do you think he's pissed? A little bit of what, and he still finished with 156. He still finished averaging north of nine targets. List, Just outside. That's fair. That's fair. And and like all great coaches, I want to make him earn it. I want to make him earn it. I, my, it's my, just hard. It's hard. Again, it feels spicy hard, to get him that, that far. I honestly putting him where I've put him, it, it, he's not generally the guy I take. I don't have a ton of stuff dicks. No. Uh for me, number seven, I'm on Ross St. Brown, the sun god himself. Wow. Great game environment in Detroit. I still think their defense is going to be bad. A lot of easy passes for Jared Goff. Nice jump in yards per reception. Uh, last couple of years, ten point one up to eleven, and he doesn't have to compete with Jamison Williams uh, for a big portion. Six weeks. Uh, six weeks. But then again, like he barely played last year, so I do think even though Jamison Williams has a lot of physical talent. The fact that he just is already going to be in his second year and then miss a, again a big portion of the beginning of the season, I think that's going to hurt him, creating just more opportunities for Amon Ross St. Brown. The the thing I really like is all the buzz coming out of camp, how Amon Ross St. Brown, they want to get him involved even more in the deep ball. Traditionally, his yards per catch have been shorter, his average depth of target has been shorter. They're looking to extend him, getting them him the ball down the field, maybe steal away some of the deep stuff Khalif Raymond has gotten or some of these other guys. Uh, again, and he's he's just a true dog. I'm on Ross St. Brown the Sun God, number 7 on my fantasy. Hopefully he works out this offseason so he doesn't sprain his ankle like a bitch. I'm sure his dad <laughs> gave him shit all offseason. I mean, I, I guess the yeah I mean I, I mean I'll, I'll I'll spoil it he's my number nine okay. and I think a little because I feel like he was bumping up against his ceiling and yeah he had some games where he was injured in there but I think you factor you you sprinkle in the fact that they're gonna have a true dynamic deep threat I mean we saw how electric Jameson Williams was touching the ball big plays so that obviously will take away from the sun god but. Do I like him as a guy that can, uh, he certainly can reach the 30 point 
uh, plateau. He can certainly like gobble up target. He can have games with 12 to 15 targets. So he's got to be in your top he 10. He could eat all the I, dots. I think he's an amazing, like early second round pick. I think ranking him here kind of puts him in a position where you're going to draft him a lot as your, as your second round pick there. And, and I like it. I spe- I mean, uh, him as a second receiver paired with a Devonte Adams paired with an AJ Brown uh, and you're not as high on him, Steph Diggs, but yeah, I, I like that pick, but my number eight, Sean. Oh, oh wait, did you wait, give out your number seven? Seven was Steph Diggs. Okay. Who, what's that was your, your seven. Yep. Amon Rossi. My number eight's Garrett Wilson. H- here's the formula. I'm not in on the jets. Yeah. But I am in on Aaron Rodgers' ability to produce alphas. All right. And Garrett Wilson last year, would you say he had a pretty good year in spite of just horrible quarterbacking, which by the way, fun fact, Joe, Joe Flacco actually had one of the top games of the season week two (laughs) when I was doing the research, but down the stretch, again, looking down the stretch, how were they performing? Only one player had more targets than Garrett Wilson weeks 13 through 17. That was Justin Jefferson. If you look at wide receiver rankings with Aaron Rodgers over the past couple of years in 2021, Adams was number two in fantasy points, number two in targets in 2020 Adams was number one in fantasy points, one in tar- no, number one in targets in 2020 or 2019 Adams was sixth in fantasy points, second in targets in 2018 Adams was first in fantasy points, first in targets. I'm not suggesting that Garrett Wilson is the, 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 the athlete you're saying he's Devonte that Devonte Adams is, but I'm saying you would be stupid not to be buying him. He right now, Garrett Wilson's going at the middle to end of the second round here. He, the, the, what has scared me off and uh, a shout out to our buddy, Adam Chernoff pointed this oh, no. out that you know, the Nathaniel Hackett play calling and the Nathaniel Hackett system is really tough to pick up. And again, if you look at Nathaniel Hackett, his play calling, it's the offenses haven't done well when he's been the play caller. It's a very complicated system. It's not easy to learn. It's a big reason why they brought in all these a rod guys who can easily pick up the system. What I'm worried about is Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead. Aaron Rodgers, a guy who doesn't have a ton of patience when it comes to people, not running the right routes, young kids, not running the right routes. As we saw with his short temper when it came to uh, some of the rookies last year, your Romeo Dobbs, your Christian Watson, he didn't give those guys a long leash. I'm worried Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, his personality. Again, Aaron Rodgers now, Mr. Big Apple, hanging out. Uh, he's he's showing up. He's Mr. New York. He's 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 courtside at the Knicks game. And just the overall Jets mojo is what's keeping me from putting Garrett Wilson in the top. This is 10. not a this is not a competition for winning football games. This is me saying that Garrett Wilson can finish eighth in fantasy points when under Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams finished first, sixth. He wasn't f- calling the plays though. Lafleur was calling the plays. Okay, sixth, first, and second in fantasy. Points. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to use the the system is hard to pick up it's, it's not going to work. Well, that system generated bad a play calling. Sure. That system generated a target hog. Okay. Would you agree? But he's also bringing in his, he's bringing in specific so guys to get record, their targets on record. Alan Lazard brought in why he's basically a coach in the wide receiver room. Yeah. Great. And he's going to get, the, what is he targets. saying about Garrett Wilson? How great he looks. What has Aaron Rodgers been coveting a first round receiver? 
What is Garrett Wilson? Unlike these other scrubs, Second round receiver. I mean, with all due respect <laughs> to North Dakota State. Oh wow, right. The Ohio State University under the great tutelage of Brian Hartline. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Playing alongside Chris Olave, nah, Marvin just, Harrison Jr., Jackson Smith and Jigba. Just it it's a jet, Ryan. That's my final analysis. Garrett Wilson. What is would a be jet. more jets than Garrett Wilson being a, a fantasy stud? On a six and eleven I, team, you're right. Are you telling me I, I've been talking to Dick Olson too much about this one? <laughs> I, I'm in on Garrett Wilson, number eight. Uh for me, number eight. A little uh I, I love finding the second year jump. And this guy, hmm. I got two second year jumpers here in the last three. Whoa, 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 whoa. One of which like, Ryan. jump jump. Jumping up, right. not, map, not, like a positive not, jump, not jumping off a cliff. Got it. Give me Chris Olave, number eight, a guy who had 119 targets as a rookie in a dome. We talked about him as an interesting long shot for you know 30 to one, 40 to one range for most um, receiving yards. I'm I just can't imagine Michael Thomas is actually going to play. I'm not worried about that competition. You're in a super soft NFC South. Like I just mentioned, tons of games in the dome. The eye test for him is electric, super athletic. And when we did the deep dive on the receiving yard leaders, you need to get that, uh, you know, you need to be around 15 yards per reception to get that. He had 14 and a half yards per reception with Andy Dalton. I'm not the biggest Derek Carr fan, but it's not out of the world for me to believe that Chris Olave, Derek Carr comes in here and Chris Olave gets a slight bump bump from what he was doing with Chris Olave. So yeah, give me Chris Olave again. He's just an eye test to me. Love a guy like him making a second year leap, and and it seems like a good situation in a soft division. Tons so, of games. So in the you dome. like the angle of a second year Ohio State receiver making a leap with a veteran quarterback coming in to help the offense improve. Yes. Got it, but Chris Olave, <laughs> not Garrett Wilson. Uh, That's let, you. You forgot the part that they're on the Jets, right? That's the you, biggest you, thing. Well, I'm confused. And they don't play the dome. I, I got to be honest. I'm surprised because uh, I was showing you my $500 underdog uh, yeah. uh, best ball fantasy team, and I have a bunch of the Saints, including Chris Olave, and you gave one of these like, huh? So well, I, who'd you have Daniel Jones as well? I, that, that's not important. <laughs> that was my Chris Olave as the, a late second round pick. Oh, it's a great pick. A great pick. I have a ton of shares of Chris Olave. Michael Thomas, fun fact, he scored 17.7 fan PPR fantasy point. Oh, I'm sorry. That's an incorrect statement. He scored uh yeah, no. I don't have the number. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Mike Michael Michael Thomas had an insanely good game week 1. Uh so yeah, uh, 22.7 PPR points. Michael Thomas in his first two games when he was healthy, he he topped uh 40 total points in PPR format. So that was definitely promising for the idea of Olave coming back. If Michael Thomas can be a number two, Sean. All right. Do you, uh, well, that was your eight. Yep. I'm up to eight. I already, you gave, already gave out your nine. nine. My nine Debo Samuel. Whoa. Running back in the wide receiver uh, room. Well, again, wow. This okay. is I, I I'm Debo and Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I like specifically because your troll of Niners fans is out of control right now. <laughs> Specifically, as an insult to the 49ers <laughs> quarterback situation. And I like guys with a chip on their shoulder. He said his season was awful yep. in 2022. Again, the 49ers have massive question marks at the quarterback position. What do you do to make their lives easier? You give screen passes to Christian McCaffrey. You you hand the ball off to Debo Samuel. This guy has some dog in him oh, and, lots of dog. and no competition at the receiver spot. So whoever, you know, whatever 15 completions, the 49ers quarterback will get, 
I think it's going to be him getting seven, Christian McCaffrey getting eight. Uh, and again, not as high on Kittle as everyone else. So Debo gets really easy stuff. He's involved in the offense as a running back as well. And they see like there was that weird stuff with his contract and whether he wanted to be a running back. They seem to have figured it out. He seems to be cool with having a a running workload. So I'm well, I'm in on Debo Samuel. And he also, I mean, it last year was a regression year. He had a tremendous. I think it was eight touchdowns the year before yeah. on the ground. That was never going to happen again. So maybe a little bit of that uh, pendulum swinging back towards the middle. All right. I I think my tenth guy is going to end up being a little little spicy. It's going to some people will call it boring. CD Lamb. Some will call it right. spicy. We've, uh, the fans are wondering where is CD? Oh, uh, they're running the ball. Tony Pop, CD's nuts. If you if you gave me truth serum, the 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 lie the lie told on an earlier episode might have been on the running back episode. Uh, CD Lamb's not in my top ten. Yeah, uh, I, I'm out on that. Brandon Cooks entered the formula. You know we're big Brandon Cooks guys here. So. Uh, and I and I I I got close to thinking D Hop could be my number ten just to have a D Hop conversation because his numbers still looked pretty good last year yeah. on a per game basis. But Sean, yep, what do you got? All right, Keenan Allen returned from injury last year, week eleven. How many players scored more points PPR than Keenan Allen over that time period? Thirty five. Three. See, I, I love answering the when yep. someone sets you up for the type of answer you want, and you give the complete wrong oh, version. Only Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Devontae Adams. But Ryan, you nailed it. Coming back from injury, aka the story of Keenan Allen's life. Ryan, the Texans aren't gonna win the division. God the damn the it, Chargers aren't gonna be good. Keenan Allen, number yeah. ten receiver. I own I, I'm all drafting him constantly. He's dra- him and Mike Williams are falling to the third, fourth, fifth round. It's insane. Yeah, I can't do it. What? You, uh, and Austin Eckler is going to catch 150 passes, and Justin Herbert's going to. What could yeah, go wrong? Yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah, this is all going to happen. So Keenan <laughs> Allen, number ten, ahead of Waddle, uh, ahead of Hopkins, ahead of Olave. Uh, shout out to the uh, couple guys hanging out, checking out the Blue Wire Studios here in Las Vegas. Yeah, look like some guy. Uh, give me a thumbs up if you guys play fantasy football. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. They they also here for the fantasy. <laughs> Probably a different kind of Vegas yeah. fantasy. You I never mean, know I, what they're getting. I into. get it. You know, a couple grand has gets you a good time for like oh, four yeah. to five hours. You can, you can have any kind of fantasy you want here in beautiful Las Vegas. That's what's so awesome about e- everything's it. Everything's on the menu. George Pickens is my number Woo! ten receiver. Whoa. Whoa! What's crazy about that? That's spicy. It's a little spicy. Dog. Super athletic. Dog. Love. Again, I'm an eye test guy. Did you watch George Pickens? You can't fucking guard that guy. He's another jumper from that first rookie year to the second year. He's prime for it. This is how you know you're a legit <sighs> receiver. When old school dog cornerbacks are calling you out and saying you're, you're good. Patrick Peterson, similar mm-hmm. game to DeAndre Hopkins. It's kind of washed up. Yeah. But that means he's seen some shit, Ryan. I, I will say, as a guy, you know, as I a, love your take. I'm I turning love your forty take. here. I'm not gonna another old school guy, Patrick Peterson. I love your take. And if you're an advanced analytics guy, what about second and catch rate over expected? This guy is in the same way that that um, AJ Brown really helped Jalen Hurts grow as a quarterback. I think George Pickens is going to help. Can he pick a crow as a quarterback because Agreed. of the catches he can make? He doesn't have a big frame like AJ Brown, but his catch rate over expected is is a game changer. I think and you're going to see that in that Pittsburgh offense. 
Yeah, he's a he's the kind of receiver that gets paid the big bucks, right? They they not only look big and strong, but they know when to jump and they know I, how I to control like their the, body. I do like the comparison that Peterson made comparing him to DeAndre Hopkins because DeAndre Hopkins isn't a big guy, but his game is getting 50, 50 balls, you know, getting I, I 90% of those 50, 50 balls adds up and makes you an awesome receiver. I think it's disrespectful. Cause I think D hop is just this elite route runner who like you said, wins at the point, yeah. never gets open. Whereas Pickens is getting open. That's true. Pickens I, I, looks like I he just, could I be guess an I can dog. see some similarities and the catch rate over expected to me is a good metric as far as, Hey, this is, this is, this is showing that you're not expected to make this catch. He gets it. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I I would take issue with some of the people you ranked him over. Who? Stephon Diggs. Uh, like a like small energy, like a right? Steph Diggs, maybe a Jalen Waddle, a DK DK Metcalf is a guy that stands out because you also like him. I, lo- I do He's love big DK and muscular, Metcalf. and and he can run fast. I love, I love DK Metcalf. <sighs> Hold on, I got to tell you a stat about the DK, him. The DK Metcalf thing, Ryan, to me is, I just can't buy into the. Uh, Gino having a really good year again. I just don't have it in me. And I think it's going to be, I think here's what I think. Tyler Lockett, I think is still pretty competitive at the position. I think JSN eats away at some of his target stuff. And again, they, they use a ton of draft capital at the running back position. I, I love, I love DK Metcalf. I would not be shocked if he cracks this top 10. I just couldn't project it right. My model couldn't. DK. All right. So obviously Justin Jefferson, massive year, 28 targets inside the 20. Only six touchdowns, as we mentioned. DK Metcalf had 27 targets, Sean. Only nine receptions, only five touchdowns. That touchdown regression you speak of for Justin Jefferson exists in the same exact way for DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is very close. He's on the outside. Zach looking Charbonnet in. is going to seal those touchdowns. I, I've right? been well it, again. If you, how does DK Metcalf only catch nine of twenty-seven balls inside the twenty? <laughs> That's true for five touchdowns. And maybe I'm maybe I'm totally whiffing on DK because uh, like the Geno thing to me, you want to know it what? was fun last year, but people just like eye test. He lost it. He had the eye of the tiger and he lost it when he was saying, uh, you know, everyone wrote me off. Problem was I didn't write back. He lost his eye of the tiger, Brian. It's like when you're on a hot streak saying, I can't lose at these craps and then you completely shit the bed. That's what happened to Gino Tyler Lockett, 13th overall DK Metcalf, 16th overall. I think the concern is you have this JSN character coming in. What is he going to take away? Feels like yeah. he's going to take more away from Lockett more away from what would have been tight ends that they don't like to use in Seattle take. Like, I, I just think the Metcalf role is untouched. And I, and I wonder if he's a guy, I certainly in this process, I kept upgrading him. Cause I was like, well, I definitely, now that I think about it, I like DK over this guy, over this guy. And, and next thing you know, you know, I'm taking a lot of DK in the early third round picks. Like if I'm going running back and then receiver receiver, I'm pairing a and, and, and again, Metcalf. some of these are probably just shaped from the uh, underdog oh, sure best ball are. drafts because I, I'm I have zero Gino Smith so I'm not oh, interesting. I'm not clicking on DK Metcalf. I'll, I'll say this the what helped me is that when I started dabbling in the other platforms doing some of the FFPC stuff doing some DK stuff seeing the various uh, ADP all over the place helps you kind of hone in where the public is thinking and where, you know, where our sh- us sharps are in the 80, the ADP Paul streets. Every day. To see George Pickens coming Ryan. Uh, look, I, I, uh, I think that if you can pair Kenny, Kenny Pickett with George Pickens, Friar Muth, 
George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and a running back. Uh, the Steelers offense is going to surprise some people. I, and I think it's an affordable, affordable <laughs> stack. It's just, I'm just laughing. We, we kind of, we find we our really ruts. Do have teams. We find our ruts every year, yeah. but it's, how do you not Woo! like Mike Tomlin? Just waving to some of our fans. Sean. Oh, yeah. Some babes checking us yeah, out here at the blue wire yeah. studio. Just the, just so the wait, Wednesday your, conference crowd, Ryan, uh, who's your number 10. That's Jay. It's Keenan Allen. You oh, shit all Allen, over sorry. my Keenan Allen. Pick. No, no, no. I, the, the, the injury thing is just what always gets me with him and the, Oh, this is the Chargers year. No, seriously, this is the Chargers year. So, who are your any regrets on guys you left off, right? Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Why? Ask me why. Why? Well, look what Christian Kirk did last year. I know that Christian Kirk's still there, and I know that there is a certain rapport. But Calvin Ridley's a different kind of receiver. But, we but know Calvin this. Ridley, True he Alpha. Didn't, he hasn't played football for so uh, long. I know he sat out for that, sadness. That to me is he like, sat out for gambling. I I just can't put him in the top ten, considering his history. How many? Uh, so here's what. Here's what kind of like. Okay, thinking about this slightly differently, Christian Kirk had 22 red zone targets. I think a lot of those go right to Ridley. I think Evan Ingram's red zone targets. A lot of those are going to go to Ridley. I think. Rid- I, I guess just instinctively too, like the Jags hype. I'm just. I'm, uh, oh yeah, I, that's, I, that's and, why and I so maybe that's why Calvin Ridley to me and Christian Kirk weren't guys I was going to put in these. I, I was drafting Ridley when he was a six round pick and then a fifth round pick, a fourth round pick. And I'm still, I'm still drafting him around like where I, I kind of have him right after the tier that ends with like uh DK Metcalf, Devonta Smith, uh, T Higgins. And then like, after that I'll, I'll entertain Kirk and pick and uh, Kirk and uh, Ridley. Cause I do think it's hard to ignore what the Jags could be in terms of a passing offense. I don't, I am with you. I don't buy them as a great team, Yeah, but they were putting up productive fantasy performances. And, and they are games. in the AFC South, which is pretty soft. Yeah. The, I mean, we, we got to come up with a name for it. Should we call it the slot machine? <laughs> I, it, there, there's gotta be something. Slot. How's the slot? I mean, it's just like the, the flow chart exists in the South. No one's going to, the games are going to be wacky as shit. There's a lot of like interesting fantasy relevant conversations. Yeah. Could you don't know where it's going to end up. All right. Plinko slot machine. South South uh, slotty South. Uh, yeah. I mean, what about you? Anyone? I, I think like the one guy who I, yeah, think, I mean, maybe I should have put Steph Diggs in, but again, like that just bad vibes out of Buffalo. I'm going to stand by that until proven wrong. I, I'll say the Jalen, like what stood out to me as surprising as I was doing the research was just seeing how productive the receivers in Miami were. Yeah. Considering no, how Jalen Waddles, Jalen Waddles, probably a guy. Jalen Waddle was eighth overall in fantasy points last year. Tyreek Hill was second. Uh, and, and Tua was like in and out of the lineup. I mean, think about it. They signed, uh, who's their backup, Sean? Can you, I can't wait for a Mike White game because I think Mike White can make it work with these guys. So, uh, and the other thing I noticed with the Miami receivers is it's not always, it wasn't always correlated. So like from a, let's just say you were going to draft those take first two picks. You take Tyree kill Jalen Waddle. There were times where like when Hill went down, Waddle would get the 25 point game. Yeah. So uh, look, it's, it's hard to, to say Waddle shouldn't be in here. I just also haven't been drafting him a lot. I'd much rather pay up for Hill than, than take Waddle in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't put Waddle above Hill. Uh, anyone else? 
Yeah, no, no, I don't know. Terry McLaurin almost made a surprise. Really, he's very no. close to, for me to the T- top. To me, oh, he he's another Ohio State receiver who's just really good. I, I think given I think, the Giants' trouble a bunch, James Bradbury used to talk about how he was one of the he was the toughest cover in the division. And it I should, think if you're going, especially off ADP, I'd rather have Jahan Dotson uh, if he stays healthy. I think he's the guy that's super interesting fantasy wise. I like both of them. They go nicely with Sam Howell and Logan Thomas. <laughs> Uh, you know, Chris Godwin's a guy I always like, or, and you know, probably save it for the sleeper episode. I don't think he can get their total volume, but Mike Evans, I mean, God, they, they got him at ranked third ranked 34th and the high stakes stuff at the FFPC. I I was able to draft him in like the the eighth round. Maybe it, it, I, I get it. He's older than Godwin, but they've both exist coexisted for a while. I think their defense is going to take a decent step back. Todd Bowles likes to be aggressive. They could be in situations where they have to play a uh, negative game strip style. And, you know, again, let's remind people, Mike Evans is going for his 10th straight thousand yard year. <laughs> yeah. This man got Johnny football drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. That's how good he is. <laughs> he can do it with Baker. He can do it with Kyle Trask. I, I love bull. I, I think not to, to make this too much about best ball, but the Bucks are one of those teams you could you could draft the whole team with almost no cost. <laughs> you, I mean, you can you can draft yeah. almost the whole team with no cost. I'll tell you what, I, Russell Gage is still on that team too. I mean, there, there's all <laughs> sorts of fun guys. I'm not as in on the Bucks as I am the Texans. No, though. no. All right. Oh man, what a fun! Again, the fantasy football juices are flowing. Underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. Birddogs.com/slash/pool. One last Get thing, over Sean. There, yeah. You you didn't mention DJ Moore. <laughs> just want to no, no. I okay. like uh, so again, the Justin Fields progression won't be that big. Uh, yeah. I mean, DJ Moore. I, lo- I honestly, I think Darnell Mooney is the guy. If mm. if you're talking ADP, because he has all that chemistry with him previously. Uh, Moore was scoring points with some pretty shitty quarterbacks. He could be interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah. Fifth round. I mean, he's getting pretty disrespected. Anyway. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Hey, coming up, we got a uh, fantasy football or sorry, not fantasy football. Just knock those out. We have college football conference previews coming up. Tons of great stuff. Of course, make sure you make sure you we, that we, subscribe button. We do have a couple more fantasy episodes. Yeah. A couple soon. more fantasy episodes. We'll do some sleepers and busts. Obviously stay subscribed. YouTube.com slash sports gaming podcast. Join the auto download army oh. on Apple Podcasts. Turn those auto downloads on. Don't let corporate gambling uh, stop us from taking over the world. Sean, it's, the, o- it's the only way you can fight the AI movement. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Stick, you know, put it up. Yeah, come on. Turn all the downloads on. You're subscribed. Yeah. Obviously, you want to download the podcast. Listen, here's the flip. Here's how you actually sell it. By doing this, you're not telling the robots, what you're doing at every moment. Yes, you download exactly. it offline. You give, you, you can listen in private. No one knows when you pause. Ryan's got to go uh, unplug his Alexa. Hey, thank you as always for tuning in. Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green. He's Ryan. It may have sounded like Sean was joking, but you absolutely should unplug that Alexa Kramer. Let it ride.